Welcome everyone, welcome to the Simon Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. Thank you so much for joining us. It's episode 41, I think. I am starting to lose count now, but it doesn't matter. Uh, let's get my Everlaw co-host Cats uh, on. Hopefully he won't interrupt his own jingle this week, but you never know, it's Cats. How you doing, mate? No interruption. I respected the jingle this week, mate. I respected the the, the laws of the jingle. Not the laws of the jungle, the, the laws of the jingle. laws of the jingle, yeah. Thank, like you. That one. Thank you. So you, can have that you know, one. a little bit of professionalism this, this week. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, anyway, some eagle eye, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, eagle eye viewers, uh, obviously we're not live now, but when, you, when you're when watching back the recording, eagle eye viewers will notice my sofa has gone, cats. The famous sofa in the background. Uh, it's gone to the great big, uh, the great big, Lounge in the sky, a great big front room in the sky. But yeah, I, I, I had a mold issue on the back of the sofa, so oh, it's, really? it's dead. It's that dead. must have been hard to take. That must have been hard to take. It was, it was. But many an afternoon I sit on that. No, I don't. I barely ever sit in it. It must have been hard to take. It was quite big. It must have been hard. <laughs> oh, hey, good one. Good one. Yeah, actually, my wife said you helped me, and then it ended up being just me uh, oh. taking it to, to the. I only had to drag it to the front drive and we got someone to pick it up. But yeah, so yeah, Sofa's gone, mate. Sofa's gone. Never mind. Hey, what can Never you do? Uh, Flat Earth, how are we doing this week? Any any news, any big news this week on Flat Earth? Uh, no, I've been watching all the debates and uh, I'm not hearing anything new, not hearing anything that will convince me, perhaps unsurprisingly. But uh, yeah, and it's good, I think that, because the less often new arguments get presented, uh, I think it shows you know, there's a bit of a stall in, in the market. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've been focusing quite a lot on Santos recently. You know, Santos and actually, um, I do. Uh, he he seems to be uh, starting up the flat Earth content again. So I thought I'd have a quick, quick dig at him. But anyway, let's get our guest on this week. Um, this week, joining us is a doctoral candidate in the College of Media and Communication out of Texas Tech University, conspiracy theory psychology. Uh, expert Alex Olshansky. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Good. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so we had uh, Cara Santa Maria on uh, a few, it was a month, about a month ago now, wasn't it, Katz? Or four, yeah, five weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, about that. Um, and see, she suggested to us uh, uh, someone who she knew who went apparently went to the Flat Earth Conference. Uh, unfortunately, she couldn't make it. She, is it maternity leave she's on at the moment? Are you asking me? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sure she'll but she recommended you, Alex, and uh, you did some work with her, didn't you, with the Flat Earthers? Um, did you go to the conference as well? We'll get more into it later. I did. Yeah, yeah cool. I went to the first Flat Earth conference in Raleigh in um, 2017, and then I, I went again to the subsequent one in oh, Denver in Perfect. Perfect. We'll pick your brains about that in a bit. Mm. Um, so, But you actually got your start in the world of banking, didn't you? Uh, what was yeah. it that influenced the change from that? Yeah, so I my undergrad degree was in finance, uh, mostly because I didn't really know what I wanted to do for the rest of my life at the time. And so finance seemed like a safe bet. And um, I kind of fell into banking early on and just kind of stayed there for about 14 years. I, I worked my way up to vice president of operations. Um, but because banking is not the most strenuous of careers, you know, I had a lot of free time uh, and which I kind of now look back on fondly. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you have lots of free time, you're kind of free to explore your your interests, your curiosities. And so at a certain point, I became obsessively fascinated with science and, and um, skepticism and critical thinking. And However, I never really 
you know, considered being a scientist, an actual scientist myself, um, as somebody who's admittedly not, you know, fantastic at math, I never really considered it a possibility as something that I could actually do. Um, but it wasn't uh, until 2016, 2017, I was having conversations with my, my good friend and, and now colleague, Dr. Ashley Landrum, uh, who was doing work in science communication. And somehow she convinced me that, that doing social science was, was doable. And uh, it was difficult, but it wasn't rocket science. And it was something that somebody like myself could actually do uh, if I really wanted to. And she, she said that if she could do it, that I could do it. And so, um, so yeah, so, and, and then I could actually do something for the rest of my career studying science communication, right? Public understanding of science is something that's near and dear to my heart. And yeah. so I could actually spend the rest of my career doing something that I was passionate about instead of something that I wasn't necessarily passionate about, which was, which was banking. And so I decided that if I was going to work for the rest of my life, I might as well do something that was more important more interesting and at least more fulfilling to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, a similar thing, actually, I, I kind of fell into a job. I uh, did some work experience at a bowling alley uh, and apparently I was very good at, at, at doing the shoes, you know, quickly getting the shoes out and back uh, when, when, at the time when they swapped shoes and the, the manager offered me a part-time job there 10 years later and I was like a, an assistant manager and I'm like I, d- I didn't really want to do this uh, for yeah. a job um, yeah. and, and, and I, you know I became immensely good at bowling which is one great thing uh, great at nine ball pool because we had some pool tables and that was about the, the, the what my life at like 27 I was like come on I've got to do something better than this what about you cats did you 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 straight into teaching uh, no, I had, I had a, a year working in a lab, and uh, it was the most boring experience of my entire life. Um, I, you know, I went to university to a science degree to to end up doing science, and then I worked in a lab, and it was, yeah, perhaps perhaps not the best lab. So no, yeah, I did one year and then straight to teaching. Okay, okay. So you didn't you didn't fall into a job and and uh, spend a long time doing it, and thought, ah, oh, don't really like this. <laughs> I've, I've had some interesting ones. Maybe a time for a time for another another time. Yeah, but I have had some interesting ones. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about that. Um, but Alex, what? So, what was it then that attracted you to to the science literacy and and, and more importantly, the conspiracy theory side of it? Yeah, so I got into conspiracies because I was initially interested in science denial and pseudoscience and science misinformation. Why why people believe that stuff and um, and so yeah, and so I. I was also interested in the conflict between religion and science. And so that's kind of how I got into flat earth initially. And and that's what really just kind of dipped my toes into the conspiracy water, so to speak. And and so now that's one of, it's one of the main areas of my research. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's massive, isn't it? Cats in what, the, the science for religion thing. I mean, I mean, we, we, we tour with flat earthers, but we tour with anti-evolutionists as well. Uh, young earth creationists. Uh, and there is that real battle, but you know, you t- a lot of the books I read and, and you talk to people about it and a lot of religious people who are scientists are happy to, to meld the two together, aren't they? Uh, they? They sort of leave the religion outside of the, of the lab or outside of their experimentation, don't they? Hmm. Yeah, pe- people are really good at compart- compartmentalizing their beliefs and yeah. that's part of, part of the conspiracy belief as well. So, uh, okay. you know, most of, most of, you know, QAnon, flatter these people are generally normal people and in, in, in normal lives they go out and they work they feed their children so they're they're able to you know think logically in some aspects of, of life but they're also able to compartmentalize right they, they yeah 
yeah, yeah. absolutely like I, like i'm sure that you know a lot of flat earthers you wouldn't even know they were flat earthers if they didn't bring it up uh in, yeah. in conversation normally most flat earthers love to bring it up all the time but if they didn't mm-hmm. say anything if they're out and about in the general public you would just think you know that you know the normal person they don't they don't think the earth is flat or whatever um and i always think it when i'm around here so i like go for a run or something and i walk and i'll run past a guy and I'll, i wonder if i wonder if he's a flat earther not by how he looks mm-hmm. or anything but because uh, they've got this um i don't know if you know you, you might know they've got this friend finder now haven't they this this uh flat earth friend finder so it's a new app that they've got oh i didn't know about yeah, that. yeah no. so they've, they've registered themselves on it and then they can see who in the local area is also a flat earther and someone mm. uh wally you know where's wally cats he messaged yeah. me the other day and he said oh because he knows roughly where i live he said oh there's a flat earther that lives like two miles from you i'm like no no it had to happen statistically didn't it Brilliant. um but yeah like you said alex one of your your uh areas of research is the science of the science of science communication if i've got that right um where do you put the small time communicators like myself and cats in that wide spectrum of experts mm-hmm. i i think i think communicators like yourselves are vitally important particularly now when there's this mistrust in mainstream institutions, mainstream media, mainstream scientific institutions, uh, and people are turning to alternative sources of information these days, like like YouTube. And so I think uh, opinion leaders like yourselves are vital for spreading good science information. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Everett Rogers' diffusion of innovations theory. So uh, Rogers was a, a widely cited a communication scholar who developed this diffusion of innovations theory that describes how new technologies, new innovations, or new ideas are adopted and spread through social systems over time, and what factors lead people to either adopt or reject these new ideas. Okay. And so opinion leaders, he described opinion leaders as um, people who have this kind of informal influence over others. Um, they're typically well socially connected. They have a network of followers. This is kind of what makes them opinion leaders is they have this group of people that follows their lead, follows their opinions. And so opinion leaders like yourselves are fundamental to accelerating uh, the adoption and diffusion of scientific information. And so the opinion leaders are key for facilitating the spread. So I, I think what you guys are doing is great. And I, I recommend that you keep it up. Thank you. Um, so how, how do you feel about that? So the larger or, or let's say more famous people out there who are scientists. I know they're incredibly busy people, but they don't. They t- a lot of them tend to ignore the those sort these sorts of people, the like the flat Earth type, don't they? They don't address them head on. Uh, or do you just think, oh, you've got a massive following? You could really make a difference there if you kind of focused on them a bit, or you know. But they just ignore them a lot of the time, don't they? Yeah, and, and so it, it would be good if, if more influencers, more opinion leaders are able to, to, to do the same. Um, I, I use the analogy or, or like a metaphor of, of, for COVID, you guys are like super spreaders in, in your communities. Uh, and so it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah. You're not spreading deadly disease, you're, you're spreading good you know, science information. And so yeah. the more of those, the more we can use those kinds of opinion leaders to reach out to their communities, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And 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 uh, cats will agree with me. Over the last two years, um, how many channels have we seen pop up trying to do what we do? Um, mm. Who I know they haven't got as big, but you know they're still very committed, aren't they, cats, in what they do? 
Oh, it's, it's, it's really, really flourishing. And it's good to see uh, the community side of it as well. Everyone does work together with each other, supports each other. And, uh, you know, if somebody's got something really important to say or, you know, everybody helps get that word out there. I like that side of it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really it's a really good community. And, and it's funny because it's a real... Um, it, it's funny what you said about the, the, the opinion thing. Uh, did you say opinion leaders, was it? Yeah, because yeah. uh, you could almost call the, the, the flat earth leaders, so to speak, opinion leaders as well in their own communities. Yeah. Uh, Katz and I talk about all the time how yeah. they've got, some of them have got followings of 50, 60, 70,000. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, most a lot of those won't be flat earthers. They'll be just regular people watching their content. But they still have a big say over you know, how they believe what things are in the world, what they believe in other things. Uh, we've just seen recently uh, quite a prominent flat earther has unfortunately died of COVID. All of his followers are now saying he's been murdered by the incubator, but mur- murdered by the doctors because the incubator, that side of it can be quite dangerous, can't it? Yes. Yeah. So there is the opposite aspect of opinion leaders. So they can, they can, they can diffuse good information, but they can also be used to diffuse bad information and so that's the downside of yeah. those kinds of opinions. yeah absolutely uh right well we want to get stuck in we want to get stuck into the to the flat earth conferences and all of that as well and the flat earthers in general but before we do that we're just gonna have a quick break and, and cats is going to give us a piece of science news in what we call a, a, a piece a piece called cats curiosity uh what have you got mate this week right i'll see if i can get through this without coughing because uh I'm having a bit of a coffee fit at the minute. Right. Uh, what I've got is a really short piece uh, this week. Not, not a long one. I that was all set to do some... It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was all set to do one on the uh, the discovery of the new planet in another galaxy. And then, yes. and then something... I saw something which actually really did resonate with me because I remember hearing about it years ago and it was just like, well, that does genuinely interest me. And it's quite sad, I think, in a way. Um, but about 10 years ago, I was reading uh, BBC News website and it talked about elephants in Mozambique, and I'm going to pronounce the name wrong. It's the Gorongosa National Park. Is that how you pronounce it? You got me. I don't know. (laughs) But he was talking about the elephants over there and how the number of elephants that had uh, tusks was was seriously declining. The number of tusks, uh, the point 10 years ago, the number of tuskless uh, elephants had increased by about threefold. and they were they were quite curious as to why because it was only in the females so they were trying to think of like evolutionary reasons why that might be but they're thinking well you know it's only in the females it's not with the males etc and i i thought that's quite curious and i forgot all about it and whatever anyway i was browsing the cnn uh, news website this week and the story's up there that they've they've actually uh tracked down the 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 reason for it it is uh evolution but it's evolution in itself because um having no tusks as an elephant in that park makes you over five times likely to survive because you're not going to be killed and hunted wow. by yeah, yeah. Uh, by the hunters. And the reason that it's only the females that have been affected is because the mutation is on the X chromosome. And oh. if a male inherits the, the mutation on the X chromosome, apparently that, that causes the, the fetus, the male fetus to abort. Wow. So it will never be uh, shown in the, in the male, uh, only in the, the female. So I was like, capped off a story that I started reading 10 years ago. So I just thought I'd, I'd show that. So it's a little bit sad. Evolution, you know, evidence for evolution yeah, is good, but I don't want to see it that way. It's, it, it's, it is fascinating though. That, <laughs> uh, evidence, for, out of all the things that in, in science that interest me, proofs and evidences for evolution are, I think, some of the most amazing things that we've discovered. 
Mm. Uh, and that, and that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good one, mate. Thank you. Appreciate that. No uh, right. Uh, actually, that did remind me of something. I was uh, doing a little bit of uh, research today on a guy who was had an anti-5G video. So he was like, uh, it's claiming 5G caused all these problems and things like that. And he cited uh, a an experiment with rats, with adult rats. And these adult rats for their entire life were bombarded with uh, high frequency radio, uh, radio frequency waves. And uh, the males developed cancer. Uh, most of the males developed cancer within that two years. However, none of the females did. Very strange. I haven't looked thoroughly into it. This is just part of his, his, his report, but it, it just reminded me of that because we were saying the males and the females. And also the general consensus of the report, this is what was funny for the channel that he, he was trying into debunk 5G. The general consensus of the report said that on ge in general, the rats live longer the, the 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 rats that were bombarded with the high frequency radio uh, radiation live longer than the the control rats. Really, and this is a video of him trying to explain that uh, it, you know five G is harmful. Uh, it just reminded me of that, and it and it, and it tickled me. It's actually good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, he actually said he actually said, "Oh, soon they'll be bringing out the videos saying five G is good for your health and all this to try and uh, sell it." So uh, yeah, expect expect something on that soon. Uh, right, so Alex. Katz and I often talk about how you have to be almost predisposed to believe in conspiracy theories. Um, do you think that that's directly linked to education? Uh, so education has been uh, found to be a, a predictor of conspiracy beliefs so that okay. people who are higher in education are less likely to, to believe in conspiracies. However, it's 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 likely that, that what's going on there is much more complex than just the one one factor of, of education. Education itself has been associated with a range of cognitive, emotional, and, and social outcomes. Uh, and so, what's likely going on is is it's including things like um, psychological factors, uh, variations in analytical thinking, uh, cognitive complexity. Uh, even self-esteem. So their education has been repeatedly found to be um, conditional on uh, powerlessness, the sense of powerlessness or loss of control. Okay. Uh, and we, we know that this is kind of exacerbated during times of societal distress, like, like pandemics yeah, or, sure. or after 9-11, for example. Uh, and so these conspiracies kind of help to, they serve to uh, reduce uncertainty for these people or kind of reduce this perception of, of threat. Um, and they can also act to serve as epistemic satisfaction, I guess. So you actually, you've figured it out and you know and understand what, what's going on. There's also a, a phenomenon called conspiracy mentality. Wow. Uh, it also, it's also called conspiracy ideation or conspiracy uh, mindset uh, is essentially is people's who, people there's a subset of people who have this kind of default um reasoning uh conspiracy reasoning and so they have this what we call a conspiracy mindset some people are higher or lower in in that um but generally that's one of the biggest predictors of of belief in conspiracies is, is conspiracy mindset and you're also likely to believe in many different conspiracies yeah uh, it's interesting what you said there actually about the um uh, being kind of, you know, you mentioned the pandemic and being kind of alone or, or you know, whatever. The, the, powerless. 
Yeah, yeah. The flat Earth community mm-hmm. in itself is, I would say, Kurt, if you agree with me, quite a really tight knit community, isn't it? Um, and we all, always say that when people first start looking into things, they could be of that that, that ilk of people who haven't got much of a, a social life. Uh, they're not doing well that in in their life. They're having a bit of bad luck or or, or whatever, and they get this feeling once they start looking into flat earth because everyone all the flat earthers say you know i was once a globe earther i tried to debunk flat earth and then i couldn't so therefore i became a flat earther and they get this feeling of belonging in the community and knowing something knowing something that other people don't know uh in terms of the flat earth or believing it how important do you think that is that community role in flat earth for getting these people on board yeah, I think it's important for people to understand the, the community aspect that Flat Earth kind of provides to its adherents. Um, you know, again, many of these people have found a new, a new kind of newfound sense of meaning and purpose in the universe through yeah. Flat Earth. So this is kind of a life-changing thing for many of them, and it's a profound emotional experience. When I was at the conferences, I saw lots of hugging and, and crying and stuff like that, and yeah. so. Uh, it's 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 a profound aspect of these people's lives, and so I, that's one reason I don't think ridicule is the best approach. Um, many of them have lost, you know, friends, family, yeah. uh, even jobs over their flat Earth beliefs and convictions. And so, I think another common misconception is that um, many of them were kind of social outliers and didn't really have communities before flat Earth, and that flat Earth kind of provided that community for them. Uh, that may be the case for some of them, but I think the vast majority did have, they had communities beforehand, um, but then they were kind of shunned or rejected by those communities when they started talking about their beliefs in, in flat earth. Um, how, because a lot of times we see this, and Katz and I often talk about how we think that some flat earthers are not necessarily flat earthers but they like the community aspect they like staying in the community um and a few of them are is it fair to say cats scared to come back uh, across because of the reaction of that community is that fair do you think cats i'd imagine that they've got an awful lot to lose and we'll be going back to i don't think they have the life that they used to have outside of flat earth now i don't think they've got i mean i might be wrong obviously you're the the expert this but i don't think they've got much to go back to now what do you think yeah the flat earth did kind of it filled that hole of of the community that that they left and so they've kind of formed these new communities and and, and, and in essence they're they're kind of forming new identities for themselves when they when they become flat earthers so a lot of one of the papers i wrote was about this kind of conversion process and part of that is you know, displaying your new identity in public, which is kind of what, what a lot of them do. They, you know, they paint their cars, they, yeah. they wear flatter t-shirts. And, um, so yeah, there's, there's that aspect is they're, they're coming into a new community and, and kind of leaving behind the old, their old community and their old selves. And so it, it may be, you know, it may be difficult to, to, to revert back. And so that may be motivating some of them to maintain this kind of belief and keep going. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. In, in the face of all the evidence that yeah. I imagine they're getting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but but yeah, I mean the community is strong. The community is good. However, 
there still is uh, a lot of infighting within Flat Earth. Uh, a lot of them believe different variations of the Flat Earth. Some of them can't agree mm-hmm. on gravity. Um, how much did you see of that, of the infighting? Yeah, so there, there, there's a, that's a huge aspect of the Flat Earth community. Yeah. So I, I don't think you could ask 10 different Flat Earthers about their beliefs about the shape of the Earth, and you'll probably get 10 different answers. I think one of the more important aspects of to understand about flat earthers is that most of them were less certain about the earth being flat than they were sure about the earth not, not being, being a spinning ball. Yeah. 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 So that was what's kind of connected most of, most of them was that completely reject this notion that we're living on a spinning ball. What actual shape it is, they weren't certain. And, and that's kind of, in some sense, it's intellectually more honest position because yeah. they, if, if you're rejecting the earth because you, the, the round earth because you haven't seen it for yourself it makes sense to you know not be certain about what shape it actually is if you haven't really seen it for yourself so they kind of they're they're open to new ideas about the shape um some of them have more of a religious aspect about the shape of the earth that it's you know set upon pillars um others you know think the earth is flat disc flying through space and so and, and there's even you know donut donut-shaped <laughs> versions of the, of the Earth. Yeah, a lot of them don't like the term flat Earth, do they? They don't like admitting they're flat Earthers. A lot of them say call themselves globe deniers or or something like that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting on the religious point because we we can we often see a distinct difference between. I don't know how much experience you've had with uh, UK-based flat Earthers. Uh, I know there are a couple at the conference, um, but we do see a distinct difference between. US and UK flat earthers in that the US flat earthers seem to be a lot more religiously based flat earthers and mm. the UK ones don't seem to be uh which isn't a surprise because the UK is a is a much less religious country than than America yeah. um but how much do you think how I, I don't want to ask I don't want to say percentage but as a ballpark how much do rely on that on the bible for for their beliefs on, in terms of the earth yeah, and that, that that's part of the infighting that's going on with, with within the flat Earth community. Some some flat Earthers just flat out reject the biblical part of, okay. of it, and we're I've I met I spoke to many of them, many but several that have left the they left the not the whole conference but the the sessions that were going on that were talking about the biblical aspect. They came out and told me how this is nonsense. They need to stop doing this in the flat Earth community. It's making them seem like a joke. Uh, and so there's, I, when I asked, um, I asked the, the, the guy who organized the conferences, Tommy, uh, Robbie Davidson. Davidson, Robbie Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. He, his perception was that it's about maybe 50, 50 or maybe 60, 40 that in, at least in that community that attends the conferences, particularly because he's the one who organizes it and he's yeah. more in that kind of religious avenue there's yeah i think maybe half and maybe more okay. a lot of the presentations about flat earth contain those kind of biblical literalism arguments yeah. but you could see that some of them kind of avoided that most of them some of them just focused on the conspiracy and the science yeah okay um well let's talk about those flat earth conferences then because you you went there so what what was your sole reason for going there what was your your research for going yeah, so I, I was just interested in, in, well, I say I, me and my colleague, Dr. Ashley Landrum, we were yeah. interested in understanding 
why, you know, what this was all about. This was very new at the time uh, in 2017 and it was making noises in the media. And so I, th I don't remember exactly how we came across the, the, the concept of Flat Earth. I, in my memory, I saw a document that connected Flat Earthers with biblical literalism on the same spectrum. And that kind of blew my mind at the time. I didn't, I didn't associate religiosity with flat earth. Okay. And so it was, it was shortly before their first conference and I was just doing some Googling and I found out that they were going to have this conference in a few months. And so I told, I told Ashley, I said, Hey, we should, you know, we should go talk to these people. And so we, um, you know, applied for, uh, internal, uh, internal review board IRB, we got our approval and, and to go to, to go do interviews. And so the first time we went, we were initially just un trying to understand why they believe what they believe, what they believe the shape of the earth actually is, yeah. where they heard about this from. Uh, the second time I, I came back, I was really more interested in the conversion process. So like what happened from you first watching this video on YouTube to then coming out and basically identifying as a flat earther. So I was really interested in, in that aspect in, in the second time. And how did they how did they take your presence there? Were they were they totally fine with you guys, like asking questions? Yeah, for the most part, most of them are very warm and open yeah. and friendly and, and inviting to even someone like myself, as a researcher coming from a university. Uh, it it may have helped the fact that I, I told them I'm from Texas Tech University as opposed to somewhere like NYU or something like that. Yeah. But um, for the most part, they were very warm and wanting to share their ideas. Um, they were, I would say, that very, again, very sincere in, in their beliefs. I didn't run into many trolls, so to speak. Um, and like, again, this was a profound experience for them. And so um, there was almost a, a, it was almost like a Comic-Con type of feel yeah. at, at the conference, um, just a very strange type of <laughs> Comic-Con. Uh, many of them did try to convert me. Um, <laughs> so I had, I had one, one guy uh, who calls himself Flat Earth Fokker. Oh, who yeah. I spoke yeah, to yeah. at the initial conference in uh, Raleigh, and then I ran into him again at the second one in Denver. And he, he comes up to me and says, Hey, man, are you Flat Earther yet? And I, I'm like, No, no, not yet. And so he tells me uh, he's going to take me over to his friend who was going to flat smack me. Flat smack, so he, yeah. Flat uh, smack. He was referring to this like idea that I would be bombarded by Flat Earth information to the point where i'd have to succumb to it and so this is where i got the idea for one of my paper titles it's yeah. called flat smacked and but yeah many of them did try to convert me um for the most part i i you know had my researcher hat on just mostly smiling and nodding and not yeah. confronting them about their beliefs mostly just asking questions about what i was interested in and then towards the end of the conference when i was kind of done with all my interviews i could take my researcher hat off and just kind of be alex and just have, you know, frank conversations with them. And, and so I did. And most of them were just very friendly, you know, cordial conversations. It wasn't antagonistic in any way. But yeah. um, most of them just very, again, normal, friendly people. Just just bad ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, who did you speak? Did you speak to Mark Sargent? Um, I, he, no. Yeah, he was one of the people I didn't um, speak to at the conference, but we did speak to him later in, okay. a, in a private conversation. Okay, because he's very uh, affable, isn't he? I mean, you, you could... Uh, yeah. Very friendly guy. Uh, very friendly, very charming type of guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's somebody who you would probably be friends with in a, in a normal world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
what about Bob from the Globebusters? You get to talk to him? I didn't speak to him, but I know I know who he is. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, poor, poor old if Bob. If you've seen the, um, uh, there's a flat Earth documentary on, uh, or there's a movie on Netflix. Oh yeah, we've seen group. it. Yeah, we've seen it. I, I regularly I use there. it. Yeah. I, I make an appearance in the background. So it's oh, my, cool. my oh, right. split second of fame was in the documentary. Brilliant. So that Denver, the Denver one then in 2018, was that after the release of the Netflix documentary? I think it was before. It was before, okay. But they did, the they, the filming was at the the first conference was at okay. what was in Raleigh. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. The second conference was had... There was drama at the second conference in Denver because Mark Sargent um, left in the middle of the conference because. Um, is it Logan Paul? Is that is it the Logan Paul? Yes. One? Yeah. Yeah. Logan Paul showed up. And yeah. He knew. He, uh, he knew, Mark's, didn't he? <laughs> Mark, Mark knew. Sargent was rather irritated by the fact that he was there. Yeah. Uh, and so he left the conference, and that became a, a kind of drama within the conference yeah, i remember it well i think i think mark knew that he was having everyone on um i think that was the issue and that mm -hmm. he he's like i can't believe you even entertained it because i'm fairly sure i mean because robbie was quite happy with, with this wasn't he that he got this really big guy he's going to come out yeah. he's going to say he's a flat earther and all this and it ended up being a spoof like yeah. youtube video i'm sure robbie got a lot of flack for that um later on yeah, down the line what i heard was that um Mark had a family member who had committed suicide and I I, I could be ah. just hearing maybe rumor because he did the, I thought the suicide I was forest. The impression that he was upset the fact that yeah um Logan Paul did that thing yeah. back in the past all makes or, sense yeah. all makes sense yeah yeah that's that's fair enough I um, could be totally wrong about that and I don't want to like, yeah. say that I mean I mean there's there's a variety of reasons I mean it could be that he was at a, he was cottoned on to the fact it could be that he wasn't happy there was someone bigger than him there you know <laughs> it, it could have been it could be a variety of right things cuz he's sure. Mark has appeared on so much stuff he's been on like the biggest breakfast show here on the UK hmm. uh talking about it um he's just he just seems to be the guy that everyone wants to talk to who from flat earth and I think that's obviously what's elevated him up he mentioned to us that he was going on rounds of school talks. He was wow. appearing at schools across the country in the U.S. Uh, talking about Planet. Yeah, incredible. Um, it, it's a bit. It was a bit early because I I came round about early. My first video was early 2018. So um, and cats, you were a bit later, weren't you? Like mid 2018, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just a touch later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we hadn't really been around that long in those two conferences. Um, but we always ask what would happen if Katz and I turned up at a, a conference, uh, what, what, they, what they would do, because we've probably been, we, I've said this before, we're probably public enemy number one and two for Flat Earth, because uh, mm. we're a right pain in the backside. Do you reckon they would have welcomed us? <laughs> do you Are you asking me? Oh, yeah, <laughs> do reckon, Alex, do you reckon they would have welcomed us in with open arms? I think so. Uh, depends on... <laughs> if if you're more well known for being antagonistic towards them, then maybe not. Mm, yeah, I, I, <laughs> at the time in 2018, they probably would have let me in. Uh, but there's no way they would have let me in the 2019. Did they have one in 2019? It's curious to see what happens now. I, I don't know. Mm. I haven't heard if they were having another conference, and it's November is you know, right around the corner. So yeah. usually they have them in November. They do. They, the, 
they had one in Dallas in 2019, which I didn't get to attend, which is okay. actually, which is where I'm from, I'm from Dallas. And, but uh, they, 2020 obviously didn't have one because, you know, COVID, but we'll see. I, I don't know yeah. if they're going to continue. Well, well we, we have noticed their, pre- as we were saying at the beginning, we have noticed their presence on YouTube waning a bit. Uh, a lot of them seem to be moving to other platforms. Um, mm-hmm. Is it BitChute, one of them? Something? Mm. Um, yeah. Which we're not too fussed about because obviously the, num- the, the the watchers aren't as high. Um, I don't know. We we, all, we we talk about it being possibly the beginning of the end for Flat Earth because the, it's not, if you go on Google Trends, no, hardly anyone's rec- uh, looking into it anymore compared to mm-hmm. three or four years ago. Um, mm. I don't know. Do you reckon there'll be another conference, Kat? I, I imagine that where there's money to be made with some people, there'll always be. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely imagine that somebody will try and put one together. But I do believe at the UK one was there only two people there, you know? so maybe there's a finance. <laughs> so they, did, did you did you know about the UK one, Alex? No, no. So they did one in the UK. Was Dave Murphy at the at the American one? Allegedly, Dave goes by allegedly Dave on YouTube. I don't, I don't know, know if he was there or not, but so. So the UK had one and, and we did this funny thing where everyone was waiting to come in. There was only about two people sat down and we kind of got amusing that there wasn't many people there. But there generally wasn't that many people there. And I think it's the mm. only, to this date, the only comments they've had in the UK, isn't it, Cats? Or they've had two, is it? There was there was one, uh, yeah, I think that was the second one. Yeah. Because there was there was one that I've seen on YouTube where it did look a bit, a bit more busy. But I, I, yeah, I have heard that the second one it's was not, in appalling in attendance. Yeah, it's nowhere near the numbers that they got in the US conference, uh, mm-hmm. which is completely acceptable. But um, that may be a factor from from YouTube itself, because yes. YouTube has tried to crack down on, on many yeah. other videos, and not not show them additional you know videos if they're already watching conspiracies. They've tried to not show here. Here's a flat Earth video that you should watch. So I've wondered myself if the modification to the algorithm would you know have any discernible effect on the actual community we shall see yeah absolutely and and uh, i think it, it's not really affected me i mean i i've taken uh, kind of a couple of keywords out of my kind of keyword list now uh, i found that if you actually put the word conspiracy in your keyword list uh it really does not do well uh, hmm. the, the hmm. video which which is obviously not surprising uh, and obviously they've they've now got these little banners underneath, haven't they? I don't know if you've noticed these. So yeah. every video I put out, it's like flat earth is an archaic belief from whenever. Um, yesterday I was looking at a chemtrails video, and they've got a little banner underneath explaining what a contrail is. It's like YouTube are, are really trying to combat uh, all of these videos because obviously you guys over there you, you don't like complete like censoring anything, do you? Really. Uh, right. Everyone's got their their uh, their right to to get this opinion out there, but YouTube are trying to other ways of trying to uh, stop these people from believing the things I'm kind they of do. Curious. If you you watch kind of you watch conspiracy videos on YouTube regularly, right? Mm-hmm. I have to. Do you yeah. get do you get recommended other conspiracies? Yeah. Do you, do do you get do you get quite a lot, cats? Well, I I have one account that I for that reason I have one account ah, okay. that I do all the research on. So. On that one account, I don't do my normal viewing. Yeah. Uh, mainly so I will get recommended those videos so I, so I can see them. Mm. And it, it, yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't mm. as much, I think, because I use my main account to to research the videos that I'm I'm going to do things about. So I get a big mix yeah, of everything that I watch. Um, 
but they do i think they are they are recommended i mean not not small channels though i wouldn't say small channels they're normally quite big channels or videos mm. that have already done well <clears throat> in the past uh that are recommended but um I don't know. It's definitely less than it was. Definitely oh, yeah. It's, less than it's it was. definitely less than it was. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah, I do yeah, the same, yes. same for my own YouTube my own YouTube channel, and I, I I don't get any recommendations for conspiracies. Really? It could no. it could be different uh, different because of the countries. I don't know. I don't know, sure. how, they, I don't know how they operate. Um, uh, but anyway, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, You're very welcome. It's it, always fascinating to talk about this stuff. Uh, always fascinated to learn about why uh, these people think the things they do. Um, and I think the way, like you say, the way to, to properly combat it is just to try and uh, get the information across without the ridicule. I think some of us have to probably uh, dial that back a little bit, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, what we're going to do just to finish off is play us a, a game we've got called the Scientist Game. Now, Cats is 6-5 up. Uh, in this game and he's getting a, a bit too big for his boots um, so basically what we do is I'm going to read off a list of uh, information about a well-known scientist in chronological order and the first person to correctly guess the scientist wins the point okay mm. right here we go be good at this. <laughs> let me get my music well <sighs> last week Kat's lost on the first clue someone got it on the first clue so yeah. <laughs> he's not happy it's heartbreaking. Okay, here we go. Born in February 1847 in Ohio. 1859 to 1863, sold newspapers and sundries. Edison. Sorry? Edison, no. He's got it. He's got it. How did you get that? It's in the film. Oh, he's seen <laughs> the film. He's cheated. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> Thomas Edison. Correct, correct. Ah, oh. oh, that oh. is. Sorry, no, Alex. Like Sorry, good. Alex. He totally <laughs> cheated there. He's seen yeah. the. F Unbelievable. Oh, I feel that. I haven't seen that one. I actually, I, I'm aware of the film. The reason, I, the reason I know that is because uh, I, I he's one of the scientists I've had to write about in the in the book that I've got. Oh, you write a textbook. Of course, you are. Yeah. He hasn't. Two weeks. We haven't heard about it for two weeks. He's writing a textbook, Alex. Uh, yeah. a, a, a school, a school textbook. Um, it's kind of an in joke. We always say that he's writing we'll a textbook. Mention uh, it as often as we can. Um, yeah. But yeah. No. What I, I did actually have to write about him, and it, and it, it wasn't the birthday or the place. It was the selling newspapers. Uh, I remember that. I don't. What I think is that every week he goes for all the scientists he can, looking up all the information he can, so he's got it all ready to go. Uh, so anyway, well done, mate. Seven five up. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to tougher with these. Uh, the other day, I was getting requests to bring back Guess the Conspiracy. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so, that was so, good. So maybe uh, next next run of run of shows, we'll bring it back. Who knows? Anyway, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at Alex Olshansky dot uh, or. Uh, ah, Alex, yeah, okay. We'll pop, Alex we'll, perfect. We'll pop it in the description, yeah. pop your website in Just there as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Cats, we are done. Next week, we are speaking to a lady called Janine Kripner, who is a volcanologist. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna dive into the volcano conspiracies. People, can you believe it, Alex? You don't even think volcanoes are real. So uh, we're going to chat to her mm -hmm. about all of that. Uh, we're done. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.